off the crossbar and let's go down. Throw! Oh my goodness! Are you kidding me? Let's go down. Call interference announced and then interference picked up. It's Play is not reviewable by Detroit. It's Couldn't find a way to beat my Detroit line. Yeah, he was still coming off that. He's a little banged up still then. Well, it- that into my SOL narrative because the Lions are worse off by winning that game. Um, but uh, one team that was able to find a way to defeat my Detroit Lions was certainly the Seattle Seahawks, who the Lions yeah. have not beaten in Seattle since 1999. That trend continues as they lost 51 to 29. And it should have really been 58 to 29, but they. Uh, took mercy on the Lions and went into victory formation inside the five-yard line as time expired instead of trying to score that those 58 points uh, because the game was so out of, out of hand at that point. Uh, the Lions did start out the game with a defensive stop on the first drive and then subsequently gave up nine consecutive scoring drives to finish the game, which should have been 10 if not for the mercy of Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. Uh, so that was that was the Lions' defense in a nutshell. About as poor a performance as I've seen them have, which they've actually been, of all things, the defense has actually been pretty pretty damn decent most of the season. It's just other areas have failed them. So, which is fine. Uh, they clinched the number two. Uh, it can be no worse than the number two slot in the draft as the second worst team in the NFL. They still have a shot at uh the number one pick if somehow jacksonville beats indianapolis this weekend which i don't think is going to happen but uh and the lions lose to the green bay packers uh, green bay is uh not starting anybody I, I wouldn't think of consequence because they have already clinched the bye and have nothing to play for although you, you know they, they have uh, the week after this off. So maybe they don't want everyone to rest too long. I, there's those schools of thought rest versus rust. So we'll see. Uh, regardless, uh, do not bet on that Lions Packers game. Cause none of that, none of that's going to make any sense because nobody knows who's playing or what's going on. So that's my bit of amateur gambling advice, but I, I pretty much, whatever you think is going to happen in the NFL right now, just bet the opposite because yeah. that's pretty much how things have gone. I mean, just did you, I didn't see the Steelers winning last night over Cleveland and they did it quite easily. So, well, I don't want to, I don't want to completely ignore the, the rest of the, the lions performance on Sunday. There were some bright spots. Um, the aggressive Dan Campbell, uh, out aggressive himself once again, uh, going for it on fourth down, like clockwork uh, in the first quarter, uh, failing to, to gain the, Failing to get to the yard to get the line to gain, uh, like clockwork. Uh, then he challenged the spots, which uh, led to the loss of their timeout. Which again, it's 
first quarter in a meaningless game in a meaningless season, why not be crazy aggressive? Who cares even about your timeouts in the first half? That's fine. Uh, they had a, a f- uh, onside kick that actually did work. Uh, they took the ball starting the second qu- second half, went down the field and scored, got the onside kick, went down and scored again, two long touchdown drives, and basically used up the entire third quarter, <laughs> which is kind of an amazing thing. Uh, an impressive, uh, it's a good strategy to, when the defense is giving up uh, touchdowns basically on every drive. Don't give the other team the ball, and that, that was working for a bit. Unfortunately, Lions were still down 23 points at that point, so it was uh, not going not gonna to do them much good. Uh, they did have a, a fancy tackle-eligible play in the for a touchdown where Taylor Decker actually caught a touchdown pass. So the creativity of Dan Can- Campbell, the Danimal Cannibal, as I like to call him, um, knows no bounds. Uh for better or worse, he is he is an aggressive motherfucker. So, uh, I mean, again, this is a season that he can he can do crazy shit and get away with it because it doesn't really matter right now. Maybe he's learning from these things. Um, I don't know if these will continue, but it's making horrible games a little bit interesting. Uh, the best bright spot of this game, besides clinching the number two slot in the draft, was again Amon Saint, Amon Ra St. Brown. Uh, he became the first NFL rookie to have uh, five consecutive games with eight catches apiece. Um, I can't believe that's never been done before, but it is, a rookie has never done that in the NFL, five straight games with eight catches. He had another 111 yards and a touchdown reception. Uh, he had a two-point conversion. He also had a rushing touchdown and 23 yards rushing, so... He is a he's a fucking weapon for the for the Lions. He's really he he's he's essentially a slot receiver. He's their number one receiver right now, but he's essentially a slot receiver that uh, in any other offense that has uh, some uh, receiver talent, he he would he would be the quintessential slot receiver. That's that's where it gives me some hope. Um, with so many draft picks coming up for the for the Lions in this draft and and in next year's draft. There's no reason why they can't secure at least uh, a top college wide receiver out of the draft. And, you know, maybe in free agency, they can add to that. That's why there's a possibility to turn things turn things around, hopefully, fairly quickly as we're starting to see a little bit of talent emerge uh, in this team, even though the record is now 2-13-1. and one. Um, So, I mean, basically, like I said, they're... they're they can't improve their draft slot by losing to Green Bay this weekend um, or winning. You know, if they lose, there's still the outside chance that Jacksonville could could actually win and move the Lions up to one number one. I'm not sure it actually matters because the more analysis I've heard, and of course we're very early into draft season already as the season hasn't even ended, but uh, it looks there's a lot of speculation that Jacksonville would want an offensive tackle with the number one pick anyway to protect Trevor Lawrence as they have actually loaded up on defensive ends um, for the last few years. So there's a possibility the Lions could have their pick of defensive ends game wreckers as I would like them to draft. And it seems to be that that's the consensus as they'll either go after Michigan's Aiden Hutchinson or Oregon's Kevin Thibodeau. Um, I don't know. 
I mean, of course, I'm not a Michigan fan, and I think there might be a little bit of overhype uh, for Aiden Hutchinson. There's a little proximity bias uh, as he's played his games just miles down the road from from the Lions. So everyone's seen him play a million times and have been impressed. Uh, certainly impressive in the Ohio State game. Not so much in the college football playoff this week uh, as Georgia kind of manhandled him, which is a little disturbing. Kayvon Thibodeau, I haven't seen a whole lot of, and he didn't play in this this bowl season, which is disappointing. Um, so it's really going to come down to the combine is where where you know the measurables might differentiate those two. Um, so I guess if the Lions are you know if the if the Jaguars draft an offensive tackle, the Lions have their pick of defensive ends. Hopefully. They can't go wrong with that, but as we've seen with SOL, everything that can go wrong will go wrong for the Lions. So, so yeah, get ready for what four months of draft breakdown from now on for 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 me uh, at least, uh, and mock drafts and looking at all the all the picks and all the possibilities for the Lions as they pick twice in the first round, twice in the second round this year. Unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be early and late in the first and not early and halfway through the first as I was hoping the the Rams would fall fall on their faces with uh Matt Stafford and his uh schizophrenic performances over his career I'd say um yeah. as, I me- as I mentioned before he had another pick 6 uh his fourth his league leading fourth pick 6 of the season that moves him into fourth overall in history for pick 6s I think he has 13 interceptions on the year now. Uh, might be 14. So I, I mean, they're still winning and they're in a good uh, they're in a good spot. But you could see how Matt Stafford could totally bite them in the ass come playoff time. You, you just you can't get away with interceptions, turnovers, especially pick sixes in, in, at playoff time. And that that is what he's done throughout his career. At the worst possible moments, he he puts up massive numbers, and then at the worst possible moments, he bites you in the ass and that's the last thing you're looking for in the playoffs. So, uh, I think that's all I've got for the lions. Unless, unless you had thoughts on, on the lions future and present. Uh, no, not at this time. (laughs) I didn't think you would. You were two and seven. You'd be in a bad mood too. Get your mouth shut. Get your mouth shut. Jerk. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. The Limp Bitkins Podcast. Just a couple of Chicago pricks united by our hatred of the University of Michigan football and the Chicago Bears. Find us at limpditkins.com and anywhere you listen to podcasts.